Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and J.C. Hall. Happy to have him with us here today. We've got some, uh, some legal issues to talk about today, some legal, political, and stuff that we've been involved in locally I sometimes talk about local stuff because I want you uh, to be encouraged to to get engaged locally as well. So um, let's get straight to it. I want to go to uh, our first issue here. Oh my goodness, hold on. <laughs> Why does all this stuff always come up right at the last minute? All right, so the first thing that I want to talk about is the Remington case that was uh, the Supreme Court decided on yesterday, which is a very interesting case uh, from many perspectives. But I wanted to talk about it because there's it's another one of those, JC, those Supreme Court issues where there's going to be a lot of misinformation out there. And I don't want people to get all in, in, in an uproar and, and on the wrong information. So the basic principle of this case is that this is the case where the Sandy Hook parents are suing Remington Arms Company over, uh, well, under the Deceptive Trade Act, saying that their advertisement of AR-15s is deceptive and misleading, which caused the deaths of the people at San, the children at Sandy Hook. Okay. okay? Now. We, we, as a body of people, understand that that is a stretch. But here's the thing. The Supreme Court denied the petition for Remington to dismiss this case. Is that what certiori means? Yes. What does certiori, certiori mean? Certiori means uh, we're, we're not going to hear the case and we're not even going to tell you why. Okay, so here, let me show you what the petition was. Once again, this was not the Supreme Court deciding whether Remington violated a law or not. So this is pre-hearing, pre-trial over the issue at hand. Remington filed a motion to dismiss the Soto's complaint based on the Congressional Act that says you cannot sue firearms manufacturers uh, over misuse of their firearms through commerce. The commerce clause, they said, says that they can shield gun manufacturers from lawsuits 
for misuse of their products. Mm. Now, I'm hoping you went, huh, because you realized that this is not an authority delegated to Congress to shield corporations from lawsuits. Right. And I knew that, so this is why I was excited by your little huh, right? So what happened here, and we don't really know the ifs, the, the whys and the what's about it because the Supreme Court didn't offer any opinion on the matter. They just denied. So what they did in denying said, we are not going to overturn the lower court's decision that Remington's motion to dismiss is denied. So the lower court denied Remington's petition to dis motion to dismiss saying that no Congress can't shield you from this and the Supreme Court said we're not going to overturn this. It may be easier to understand if I tell you what this is not. This is not the Supreme Court advocating gun control. All right. This is not the Supreme Court deciding the Remington v. Sandy Hook case. This is not the Supreme Court saying that AR-15s ought to be regulated or banned. This is the Supreme Court saying that we're not going to allow Congress to create a law to shield Remington from this lawsuit. We're not going to, or basically, we're not going to uphold Remington's position that Congressional Act shields them from their liability. Yeah, it's interesting that you you say that and explain it that way because I, I had a, a National Review headline come across my feed that basically said, you know, big, big day for gun rights. Uh, when in fact this actually has no bearing on gun rights whatsoever. No, it has no bearing on gun rights, but it does have bearing on essential principle of the limit of congressional power and due process. Right, yeah, yeah. This That's is, this is more, a huge it's more about victory. Due process. It's more about due process. Yep. And what's encouraging to me, now this is how it ought to be. Okay, because if you file a lawsuit against a corporate, if I file a lawsuit against you, JC, there's no congressional act to shield you from that lawsuit. Mm -hmm. You have to go through the same process of due process as everybody else. Corporations in the eyes, we had this conversation the other day in the car, corporations in the eyes of the law are persons. Yeah, not natural persons. Not natural legal persons, persons, but legal persons. And we that's a whole different issue to debate whether that's right or wrong. We're not going to talk about that today. But given the legal standing that corporations are legal persons, like natural persons, Congress has no right, no authority, and no business shielding persons from lawsuits. That's wrong. And basically what that says is that, look, if you have a complaint against a corporation, then you have every right to sue them. And that's what this is. You Now Remington has to go through the lawsuit process. Now, well, what would be if... E each party is entitled to their day in court. Exactly. That's how the system works. And that's how the system works. Now, we will discover whether this is hypocritical of, con of, of the Supreme Court or not 
if someone brings a lawsuit, some farmer reasserts a lawsuit against Monsanto, right. and Monsanto is then shielded by congressional act, and the Supreme Court then upholds that congressional act. Yeah, that's so you'll know it's political. Yeah. The only way you'll really, because the, the certiorari gives you no opinion whatsoever. So you don't really know why they did it. And I imagine it's a mixed bag because you're gonna have you're gonna have Ginsburg and Sotomayor and Kagan yeah. definitely being on the gun control side. But then I believe that in the same respect, um, uh, Gorsuch would be in agreement with this with this denot petition for de denial of the petition because he would be on the Constitution side of what you said. Everybody gets their day in court. Yeah. Right. And there there's no. You you don't get a count like on this. No, no. Like, well, well, but you, you have like to know. No, to, you no. Know, you have to know that it's unanimous because there four. is no. You have to know that it's unanimous because there is no count. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you know that there's that it was unanimous. But I again because you don't know why there's going to be two. You know, everybody could have the same conclusion, but for different reasons. Well, I mean, but they don't. It it, it doesn't work like four said they want to hear it. And you know the rest said they don't want to hear it. It just since when they deny it, that's it. That's what you get. You don't get a this many to that many thing on yes, you can. denial of yes. the case. Yes, on the you? on a denial, you can get a so this many. So they that can many. dissent and say we should have heard. Yes, it. absolutely, okay. and they do that. They okay. do that. So right. if there was a dissent, they will somebody would they would have said something. But there there but there's not always. Like you, you don't necessarily have that in every one of these situations. Like there, if there is, if there is someone who voted against the de the denial of the petition, you will have a count. Okay. Okay, you will have a count. Yeah. So there is no count. So everybody was on board. Okay. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So and and these are really great questions because people simply don't know, right? Uh, hey, certiorari is not a word I use often. <laughs> so I, you know, no, everybody doesn't understand it yeah well and that's why we talk about these things because now you're going to see these headlines i actually posted this on social media and i can't even well you know how people don't read my posts they just read whatever the picture is or whatever mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. well not everybody M many most of my let me let me rephrase that and take that back most of my people read the posts but right. you have a handful of people that you don't. Right. And so these are the people that said, oh, the Supreme Court's against r gun rights and the Supreme Court and, and, and all this stuff. And, and so this is, again, I just want to say, when you hear this talk, I'm relying on you to give the truth, okay? This case is still going to be heard. Mm -hmm. But what the Supreme Court says is that it has the right to be heard. That Congress can't stop it from being heard. The other thing that I heard over and over again, oh my goodness, now we're going to have the slippery slope. Everybody's going to be suing everybody. There's going to be... Everybody you know, already sues everybody. We are already a litigious society. <laughs> but let me be clear. If there is a frivolous lawsuit, judges have the authority to say, this is frivolous. There is no claim. It is a motion to dismiss. That's but, what this is about. But it's not legit for the Congress just to blanket, you know, this in industry can right. never be sued. That's, that's crazy. I mean, right. I, as, as a natural person, uh, instead of just a legal person, right. I, I don't, I don't have millions of dollars to spend on lobbyists to pressure a congressman to protect me from any kind of lawsuit. That, mm -hmm. that, so it's really crazy to even think that 
you know, people who support liberty would say, oh, they shouldn't be allowed to sue, and this is a terrible decision. Yes, no, it's, yes. a, it's a great decision for you and me if it's consistently applied. Now, we know it's not consistently applied by the court. They, they did just the opposite for Big Pharma, mm-hmm. you know, and people like... Uh, People, yeah. People like Monsanto. Uh, the legal people. <laughs> who's, you know, they protect. So, it is. I mean, it's obviously hypocritical. But in this case, they're on the right side, it seems to me. Uh, now, of course, the problem is it throws it into an uncertain court. And you, you could actually see this back in the Supreme Court once the actual trial yeah, goes Yeah, absolutely, through. absolutely. So I just, I want to be clear. These are pretrial, this is a, this is a yeah. decision on pretrial I'm re- motion. I'm replaying in my head what you said, and I just want to, I want to be clear. The word certiari is just simply a written order to review a case. Yeah. So they denied the certiari, they denied the review of the case. So when we get back, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. (laughs) Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Never a dull moment. (laughs) Where am I doing this? Hey everybody, I can't do this backwards, (laughs) Jay-Z. Whatever. There you go, JC. Everybody get your if you're you're if you're wondering why we're laughing, it's only because you're not watching us on YouTube right now. <laughs> so if you want to know why we're laughing, you gotta go watch us on YouTube. But don't forget to get your Liberty First gear at chrisanhall.com. Since we're talking about guns, I put up a picture of our Liberty First gear uh, on the right to keep and bear arms, the most awesome right and keep and bear arms t-shirt ever. And so <laughs> it's gone now. Um, the Remington case. So let me tell you what this does. And I, I want to I share with you some of the complaints that I got on Facebook and on, on social media. What this does is it puts the opportunity, it puts the power back into the people, right? So now the jury of peers right. will settle this case. And then people will decide how much liberty they want instead of Congress determining how much we can have. Yeah. Don't you know, and I can tell by the sigh, that so many people were like, but Chrisanne, I have no faith in society. I have no faith in the jury today. But you see... So please, let's expand the power yes. of the federal government beyond its constitutional boundaries, Chrisanne, because I don't trust the courts. That's exactly the conflict. Schizophrenia much? <laughs> That's exactly the response. And I'm like, wait a minute now. Just because you don't trust the public with your liberty doesn't mean that we need to expand the power of Congress to actually dictate how much liberty we can have. I mean, seriously, this is where we've been. This is why companies like Monsanto are protected because the body of the people has said, I don't trust my neighbor, so I trust Congress instead, right? That's why this show is here, so you can point, <laughs> point at, clarify for people. Please, please, please. I'm, I'm bringing this, we're bringing this to you because we need someone out there to be a voice of truth 
a voice of reason. Well, are you, you watching our feed today? Oh, no, you're not. Okay. You, you can't, well, you can't fall into the, the boogeyman trap. This, I mean, this is the whole thing yeah. to make it one of your, you know, emotional hot button issues mm -hmm. so that you're going, ah, I, I protect my right to keep and bear arms. No, no, this shouldn't happen. You know, and then you end up on the wrong side because you're so caught up in, you know, this sort of this target that they put before you and you don't understand what's going on in between. This is how we destroy our own liberty because you're right. going to have people who love, you know, we're for the Constitution. We love liberty. Mm -hmm. We want our gun rights, not realizing that they're calling for the expansion of federal power when they say Supreme Court shouldn't do this. No, they sh if they're ruling according to... Ruling, ruling, if they're, alarm, if they're, alarm. If they're deciding according to the Constitution yeah. uh, for due process rights, exactly what they should have said. Mm -hmm. And so we end up being manipulated to be on the wrong side uh, because of these emotional issues. It happens with uh, gun rights, abortion... Uh, mm -hmm. Church issues, uh, speech issues. When you know it, they they yeah. pit the sides against each mm -hmm. other, and we want to control the opposition's speech, and so we're willing to shred, you know, the Constitution, and not realizing it destroys our own speech. Yeah. So stuff happens all the time. You you gotta you gotta calm down and think about what's happening. Look, the whole the whole reality that a large that that we we understand that a large portion of our population is fundamentally ignorant on the principles of liberty the fundamental principles of due process the job and the role of the jury is an indication that of of the problem this is the problem okay and the day when you trust government more than society you might as well just check out of the whole republican experiment because well, it's just this, our future is in the hands of the people, and we have to be about the people. I mean, we talked about in the last show about why education is so important, but not and only, this is why. But not only that, you can't operate on fear and anger. You yes. Can't, you can't that, thank decide you. out of fear and anger. That's how we got the Federal Reserve. That's how we got into, I mean, name a war. Name any war that, that the, you know, banking cartel and... You know, shall I dare say the Illuminati class got us into every war because of manipulating the public through anger mm -hmm. and fear. And then what they clamor for without even realizing it is an expansion of federal power or shifting power to some shadowy organization who, who we've not even elected. And Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Man, I tell you what, there's such a silly spirit going on here today. But this is really serious stuff. And I just want to end this, this topic with the simple point. If you advocate for uh, Congress to be able to shield Remington, 
then you're advocating for Congress to be able to shield the oil companies, to shield Monsanto, to shield every corporation that has favor with Congress, meaning, you know, favor with Congress from, right. from the consequences and the responsibility of their actions. I would say it this way. So those who want, who want Congress to shield Remington, would you want Congress to shield Planned Parenthood? Yeah. Right? Would you want Congress to shield George Soros's Open Societies Foundation? Would you want them to shield uh, the Clinton Foundation? I mean, right. they do, but are you for that? It's the same thing. Liberty same thing. over security, principle over party, and truth over personality. What we want to talk about in this half of the show has to do with a local uh, thing that we did uh, just this yesterday. Yesterday, um, I went to the Florida Senate, and there was a Senate hearing on Senate Bill 404, Parental Consent for Abortion. Now, what this law says is that in order to get an abortion, a minor must have parental consent, or they must seek uh, emancipation for the emancipation reasons. And what was very interesting was the, um, you know, JC and I are teaching at the River School of Government and our River School of Government students went. And this was such an amazing education on politics. So crazy. So let me tell you how this hearing went. This was, um, this, in this, oh, there's just so many aspects to this just really ticks me off. So this was a committee hearing, and this bill was being brought before the health committee. If this bill fails in this committee, it will never see the House floor for vote. So problem number one, how do people get equal representation in government when eight people can determine whether an issue is important enough to vote on. Yeah. I mean, Republican government is built on the principle that we have equal representation, that each senator has equal, equal power, equal suffrage in the Senate, that each House member has equal power and equal suffrage in the House. But when eight people can determine, no, we are not going to have equal suffrage then how is that even classified as a Republican-style government? Yeah, that's a problem I've had for a long time. Federal, state, every level. I mean, it's... It's, it's a big problem. The it, way the committees operate yes. and, right. and uh, you know, House the, the speakers, whips, the speakers House, and the whips. Yeah, absolutely. And it's crazy. I mean, I you mean, have situations where not, not, not eight people, but a single person. Single person. Nancy uh, Pelosi on the federal level determines what bills come to the House and or what bills are voted on and what's not. She determines before they even get to committees, yeah. right? So you have to go through the gauntlet of committees. But in order to get to the committees, you have to get the Speaker of the House approval. 
Do you know what that means? We we live in a kingdom that is where our House of Representatives is ruled now by a queen named Nancy Pelosi. And by the way, it was ruled by a king named John Boehner and and uh, Paul Paul Ryan. Right? Paul's his first yeah, name. Right? Same, so it's just it crazy. Matter. It doesn't matter what party. party. Well, it happens that way very likely. Not all houses run that. All not all state governments run that way, but it's most likely happens that way. Now, what they'll tell you, JC, is this excuse. Well, we can't possibly hear all the bills, so we have to have a screening process. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that either. I believe that. And I don't believe that in the sense that, you know what? If you were only doing what you're supposed to be doing right. in the first place, yeah. you wouldn't have all these bills to review anyway. For there ought to be a, 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 a powerhouse or a review house somewhere that says, wait a minute, um, that doesn't line up with the Constitution, so we're not going to be doing well, first, that. First off, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with the committees as far as review and whatnot. You file a report, you know, if you need to review, file the report, this and that. But but the idea that they control right. whether it goes forward or not and, and you know, what's heard and not yeah, heard. Yeah, that's a really good point. That, that's, that is, that's over the top to me. That shouldn't happen that way. That's a disenfranchisement of voters. Why do I have a representative up there? I want to have a voice on an, on an issue there. I mean, there are tons of people in Florida. Uh, I mean, this issue alone, at least half the people in the state, half the people in the entire country uh, have a have an interest in this issue. And you're saying, OK, mm -hmm. half the people you don't get you don't you're not allowed to let your opinion be made. Known. Well, according to well, let me before I move on to that, I just want to say that you bring up a very valid point. I believe that the committees are important in reviewing to finding the holes in the legislation, to answering wh where there's vague issues and do we but, need but an amendment here? We do it mean out there. Right, but every other representative. Exactly. You find the holes, you fill them, and then it goes to the House floor for right. a vote. Exactly. You don't get three strikes you're out in a committee. That's just absolutely ridiculous. No, well that and that's the whole point. That's how they build the committee power. When mm -hmm. you talk about, you know, the chairman of such and such, and they'll say, they'll describe these committees, he's the chairman of the most powerful committee. What do you mean powerful committee? Why is there any power attributed to the committee? This is why. Yeah. And and it shouldn't be that way. And that's and then that's how they gain, uh, you know, the sort of doting by the lobbyist and this sort of thing. So they build this power structure uh, through control, and then so now the, the lobbyists know who to target, who to shower with money, and so that's why right. then these politicians <laughs> jockey for those positions. So and, they and get the, the big payoff ladder. checks. Exactly. They get the big payoff checks. That's so just so crazy. it's just corrupt. It's the yeah. way they've corrupted the system. And, you know, of course, this has been the way for centuries through many forms of government. But it, it ought not be this way. That's not how it should, should work in this framework. Now, I just want to drop into our discussion right now why this is so important. Because everybody, everybody, and I, and I say that without exception, everyone in America should attend a hearing in in their local and state government level. You should be going to regularly. You should be going to your county commissioner meetings. You should be going to your city council meetings regularly. You should be attending your school board meetings. And I understand that many people live a, a good distance from their state capital, you know, but that doesn't excuse you from not at least attending uh, one or some of these. You need to know how your government is working. And attending this hearing was so educational, not just simply on 
on the topic of the bill itself. Because as you point out, this is an issue that's important to many of the people. One of the statistics that I learned th through attending this hearing is that over 70% um, in the polls that have come across Florida, over 70% of the people in Florida, I mean, that's 10% over what's necessary to make an amendment to our Constitution. 70% of the people in Florida believe that it's proper and right for a minor to get consent from their parent or emancipation uh, from a court in order to get an abortion. Man, we could sit here for the rest of the show and list things that children have to have parental consent for, you know, throughout every organization mm -hmm. and, and, I mean, anything you can think of. Uh, like you said earlier today, just to even to get a Tylenol from the school nurse, mm -hmm. you, you have to have your parents' permission. But these people are fighting for a child to have, you know, permission to go get an abortion. And you, and you hear people saying, well, they, you know, they uh, they had a baby. You know, they're grown enough to have a baby. I mean, that that's the whole point. That's a of, dumb thing to say. <laughs> I, I Seriously. Just, I, I, it's it's mind-boggling to me. Okay. And how hard they fight for this. It's crazy. And to me, this is not even, in my mind, it's not even a religious thing. Like, this shouldn't be a religious thing. Mm -hmm. This is absolute barbarism. This is just barbaric. We've, we've devolved as human beings to say, now our children should be able to just go and make these uh, monumental decisions without any kind of oversight is, is mind-boggling to me how you expect mm -hmm. to maintain uh, a civil society, when you break down, when you devolve to that level where now you're saying the children can do whatever, whenever, something of this magnitude, if, it, if you're okay with them doing this, where is the line? Where is any sort of uh, societal structure? What's left? Well, you know, in, in that, that issue, because I, I feel the same way you do about abortion, I believe that the solution to the question is not being anti-abortion, it's being pro-adoption. Because there are so many women in America who are unable to have children that we're willing to go out of the country and spend tens of thousands of dollars to adopt children from other countries because we can't adopt them here. And so uh, there's always that, that option. But I just, I want to mention this from a due process. <laughs> I want to mention this from you, a... Well, it just made me think before you say that, you hear the same people talk about wasting food. <laughs> right? They would be upset. Oh, there's, you know, we want to help people all... People are starving yeah, in we China. we want to help all these third world countries. Well, people want kids. And now you're saying you're fighting so hard to throw them know, out, stop the life of a child from happening, but yet you're upset when somebody, you know, throws a tomato in the trash. It just, what is that? <laughs> it's it's, it's insanity. Crazy. It's, crazy. it's total it's crazy. insanity. I think we should also look at this from a legal due process perspective. There's a reason why societies from the beginning of time have classified children as non-legal entities. Okay. Society has held that children are not responsible for their actions up to a certain, till they reach a certain age of adulthood. Now, throughout time, that age has changed. Very, yeah. It has varied. Within a certain range. Within a certain yeah. range. But an eight-year-old, you know, unless you live in, well, I, a well, country I, that says you can marry people yeah. like that, it's just but I But I think it's important to note, even within the variation, that's relevant to the maturity of the people of that time. Right, exactly, right? exactly. So here's the thing. 
prior to a child becoming that adult by society's standard. The child being a minor is, in, is a, a product of the parent and is, for legal purposes, owned and controlled by the parent. So the parent has due process rights regarding that child. What bills like this do, or what bills, what people who want to deny parental consent do, are really denying parents the right to due process regarding their children. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Uh, JC, tell them how they can uh, partner with us for yeah. the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Don't forget to uh, text IMPACT2020 to 33777 in order to support the show. Thank you. <laughs> so I want us to look at this, right? Because like you said, you can't get a Tylenol in school without getting parental consent. You can't go on a field trip without getting parental consent. And that's in spite of the fact that your school holds a legal status of in parent, uh, uh, and look oh goodness, what is that? In loco parentis. In loco parentis. So uh, the government has already decided that you are that school is your parent in the absence of the parent so even in that legal situation you have to have parental consent to do these things now let me let me approach this from a due process perspective jc because if the government is trying to take custody of your child to deny you custody of your child mm -hmm. you are you are you have a right to due process oh that's the wrong nope it's this one right there yeah you have the right to due process. Mm -hmm. There will be a hearing. There will be attorneys. There will be cross-examination. There will be evidence. There'll be all of these evidentiary, these all these due process things if the government wants to take custody of your child. But in this case, they want to take custody of our children, even temporarily, away from the parent without any due process. So what you're saying is, my child can be placed in the custody of a doctor to right. do an important medical procedure without my knowledge. Without my knowledge. Without due process. Now, if someone let me let me let me portion let me portion this to you properly. If someone were to take my child without my knowledge and hold them somewhere for an hour or two hours or three hours without my permission, legally that would be kidnapping. kidnapping. But now these people who want to deny a parental due process for consent of abortion on their children want to legally allow what would otherwise be kidnapping. Right. Because... Why? I don't get this. One whether the Democrats, this this was really a Democrat-Republican thing. Okay, so I'm going to tell you, it was a Democrat-Republican split in Florida, True. in the committee, right? And the Democrat argument was, well, our children are already traumatized enough 
We shouldn't traumatize them from having to go through a legal proceeding to get a, 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 a you know, their parents being notified and go through the legal proceeding. And they can't be traumatized by the physical and psychological trauma of having a child. That was the argument. Having children is a physical, psychological trauma. That's... And if they have to notice their parents, they might actually have the child instead of aborting the child because they're afraid of noticing their parents, which they'll eventually have to notice their parents at some point in time. Yeah, that's a, that's essentially what uh, Barack Obama said You know, when he said people shouldn't be burdened with the mistake of a child. The other argument that we heard from the Democrats was, well, if you take parental consent as a necessity... What if this is a case of incest? Then the parent will will uh, never consent or whatever. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. But here's the thing. Well, they if always, you take bring, up the, the, they always you, bring up those, yeah, those things. That it doesn't matter, okay, JC, happen. because even if it's about an offender denying consent, then here's the thing. If it is not a family member, and you don't need parental consent, then the offender can can manipulate the child to get an abortion right. over and over and over again, and no one will ever know. The parents will never know that their child is being a sexually offended to the product of a child because now the parents don't have to be involved in the process of the abortion, and someone manipulating a child into physical abuse can now get abortion after abortion to hide the offense, and the parents will never know. I don't know. This, the whole abortion defense is, I mean, it's a sickness. But here's it, the thing. It becomes so irrational the, the farther you go. If, it's, if it is incest, then that's a crime, and the child should be able to come forward to a teacher or to a doctor, and then they can get emancipated to do it without parental consent, right. and then the parent is prosecuted for the crime or the relative. There is no reason to deny parental due process in this matter. Thank you, guys. We'll see you again next time.